Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato... Brett Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and rocketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Brett Reed in the thrilling adventure of A Cable from England. Fun, doubled and tripled. That's the kind of eating fun you get in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yep, three-way breakfast fun. Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks. All three in ten separate individual-sized packages. All in one handy carton. That's the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Each morning you open a fresh package. Cheerios, Wheaties, or Kicks. Try it. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. first heard of a new crime ring when a fortune in jewels was stolen during a ball at the DePeister estate. That was merely the beginning. A week later, thieves struck again. There were other robberies cut to the same pattern. Sentinel News Bulletins. The Sentinel News Bulletins would be improved with less mention of Colonel Ashton Burley and his theorizing. Commissioner Higgins seems to think quite a bit of his opinion. For some reason or other, Commissioner Higgins thinks quite a bit of Ashton Burley. The Colonel has progressed by leaps and bounds since he bought that old Rumsey place in Millvale. That, in this case, is understatement. He's wangled invitations to most of the important parties. He's met all the right people. And he's joined a number of exclusive clubs. He came well recommended, didn't he? Oh, yes. And he's applied for citizenship. I wonder what England did to him. What do you mean? 
Well, his family is supposed to be one of the finest families in England. The colonel's been with the British Army in India for 20 years. His record is top-notch. In view of all that, one would think he'd go back home instead of coming to live in this country. I wish he had. <laughs> he can't be that annoying to you. No? Well, can he? Perhaps I didn't tell you, Miss Case. He's become a member of the Civic Club. <laughs> oh, no. Not only that, he's a member of the committee for the annual Monte Carlo night. You're on that committee, too. So is Police Commissioner Higgins. Well, as I said, Mr. Reed, Colonel Burley has done well for himself. Mm. And speaking of the committee for your charity party, you're supposed to be at a meeting at noon. Great Scott, that's so. I'll have to hurry. You've plenty of time. But I promised to meet the police commissioner before the luncheon. Commissioner Higgins was an old friend of Britt Reed's father and was one of the few who knew that Britt was more than the publisher of the influential newspaper, The Daily Sentinel. He knew that Britt Reed was also the Green Hornet. Hello, Britt. Glad to see you. Any new leads on the crime wave, Commissioner Higgins? Well, no, nothing definite. Hmm. That's a surprise. I thought you'd have the whole thing in wraps by this time. Huh? I heard the radio commentator this morning. Quote, Police Commissioner James Higgins has been in frequent conference with Colonel Ashton Burley, a retired officer in the British Army and a student of criminal psychology. End quote. You don't like him, do you, Britt? No. He suggested that the robbery's been planned by someone high in social circles. From a study of old clippings, he reasoned that the Green Hornet answers this description. His theory makes just as much sense as I expected. Britt, Burley really does have a keen mind. He might be of great help to me. But as long as he thinks of the Green Hornet, he'll ignore other possibilities. That's why I'd like to confide in him. I think I know what's coming. I gave my word I'd never tell anyone you're the Green Hornet. I'd like your permission to take Colonel Burley into our confidence. Oh. Well, I'll check up on him. If he's okay, I'll think about your suggestion. Well, very well, Britt. I'm sure you'd feel differently if you were better acquainted. I'll try to become better acquainted with the Colonel. Thanks. Well, here's a chance to begin. Huh? Oh, I see. The Colonel approaches. Ah, gentlemen, cheerio, I say. Cheerio. I dare say I'm a bit ahead of time, but a good thing. Glad to see you, Colonel Burley. Glad to see you, old fellow. Mighty glad. And you too, Reed. We were just talking about you, Colonel Burley. Oh, nothing good, I dare say. I heard that you're on our Monte Carlo night committee. <laughs> yes. You know, I've been no little concerned about our charity party. What with the recent criminal activities in the city, we shall have to take extreme precautions. We'll exercise extreme precautions. There'll be at least a dozen games of chance, and every one of them will be heavily played. Our guests will throw dollars around like, a, like so much chaff before the wind in the good old name of charity. We hope to raise over $50,000. A tidy sum, eh, what? A choice morsel for the unholy to steal. And you know, gentlemen, it occurred to me that it would be easy for thieves to mingle with the guests, the affair being a masquerade, a fancy dress. We've made plans to check every invitation, Colonel Burley. The bids will be handled as carefully as banknotes. Good, good, I say. Splendid. Uh, you'll be on hand personally, won't you, Commissioner? Yes. Do you read? I'm planning to go late. Late? The affair will last practically all night. I decided that as long as I'd have to be there at the finish, I wouldn't go until after midnight. By Joe, fellow, it's a good idea. <laughs> go late and have a clear head. I think I'll take a page from your book, Reed. 
I think I'll wait until after midnight myself. Why don't you two go together? Together? Yes. You haven't really gotten to know each other. It'll give you a chance to get better acquainted. <laughs> well, I say now. How about that, Reed? Uh, very well. Tell you what, old boy. You stop by for me. I'd like to show you around the old Rumsey house. Show you what I've done with it since I took over. Well, you live several miles outside the city. Well, that's all right. I don't mind. Good, good. I'll pick you up, Colonel Burley. I'll call for you around midnight. It was late afternoon when Britt Reed returned to his office. He was scanning the latest bulletins when Miss Case entered. No new developments on the crime wave, huh, Miss Case? Not unless the police are withholding information. No, the police haven't even a clue. Mike Axford's still at police headquarters. And I was just about to leave when you came in. Is there anything you want me to do? No, not a thing, Miss Case. But tomorrow, I wish you'd see what you can learn about Colonel Burley. Very well. I promised Commissioner Higgins I'd try to know the man better. Well, I'll get here early and start digging. Lenore Case found it necessary to go beyond the Sentinel files for information concerning Colonel Burley. She made use of the newspaper's wire and cable facilities to send requests for data to other cities and even to England. That evening, the men responsible for the recent series of crimes met at the home of their leader. Colonel Burley? Well, Silk, are the gentlemen assembled? Yes. They're waiting for you in the library. <laughs> Quiet down, boys. Here's the chief. Gentlemen, you've all received invitations to the civic club party tomorrow night. You've qualified all of us as men of social standing, boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the party will feature a Monte Carlo theme with all kinds of gambling games. At least $50,000 is to be raised for the club's charity program. And with the proceeds going to charity, the guests will throw money around like grasses. It will all be held in the cashier's wicket. <laughs> Very convenient for us. Now, pay attention to the plan of campaign. This is the most important... Colonel Burley went into painstaking detail as he outlined every step of the strategy with the precision of a field marshal briefing an army on the eve of attack. As a member of the committee, I've been able to get a complete layout of the club. I'll show you lantern slides of the floor plan. He left nothing to chance. Using a pointer, he followed the pattern of the robbery on lantern slides. Then spoke of the costumes the thieves would wear. You'll wear those costumes through the evening as you mingle with the crowd. At each hour, you'll go to room D. Cover your costume with loose clown suits, which I have provided. Burley spoke for over two hours. And when he had finished, his men realized that their leader was indeed a master plotter of crime. You may go to the party when you choose. We shall not strike until long past midnight. What time are you going, Chief? Not until after midnight. It may amuse you to know that I shall go with Britt Reed, publisher of the Sentinel. <laughs> Interesting, eh? He's calling for me. Here. I'll be in company that is beyond reproach. I'll have the best alibi in the world. Will we know you? What kind of a costume will you wear? <laughs> My costume will be ironically appropriate. I shall wear a dark green hat, a dark loose coat, and a green mask. I shall appear as the Green Hornet. 
Britt Reed spent most of the next day at the Civic Club, attending to last-minute details for the party. Michael Axford spent the day at police headquarters and returned to the office around 6 o'clock. Oh, Casey, you still here? Oh, Michael, what a question. Yeah, what's all the telegrams? Oh, come around to this side of my desk and you can read them without twisting your neck. Uh, is Reed in? No, no, he won't be in. He phoned to say he was going home from the Civic Club and taking a nap before the party. I ain't going. What? Say that again. I'll be at the Civic Club shindig tonight. The commissioner said I could go along with the special cops who'll be on hand to watch all the cash. Hey, these telegrams are about Colonel Burley. Yes, Mr. Reed wanted information about him. Hmm. They don't say much of anything. No, he's virtually unknown. Well, coming from India like he did, and from England before that, I can see why he would be. I've cabled England. I may learn something there. You mean to say you cabled England for dope on Curly? That, Michael, is what I meant to say. Golly. Mr. Reed told me to get back. As Miss Case spoke, a reply to her request was flashing across the ocean by radio. The reply was destined to bring Britt Reed face to face with danger. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Say, pardon our freshness, but if you like your breakfast cereal at its crispiest, freshest best, then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. That's the new assortment of ten separate individual packages of your three top favorite cereals, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks, all in one handy carton. Each of those ten individual packages holds just enough for one good serving, so every morning you always open a fresh new package. That means your cereal remains sealed in its package until the very moment you sit down to breakfast. You enjoy the extra crispness, extra freshness of cereal at the very peak of its goodness. It's like eating popcorn fresh from the popper, crunchy and frisky with that first flush of flavor. Another reason for the cereal tray's extra keen, fresh flavor is this. Each of the cereals comes in a special flavor-protecting package. From tip to top, the outside of each box is bathed in wax, a treatment which helps guard against air and dampness. This flavor-saving wax coat is a special heavy one, too. In fact, if you scratch the surface of a package with your fingernail, you'll be amazed at how extra heavy this protective wax coat is. It really does the trick. Remember, you get only top favorite cereals in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks in ten separate individual packages. Try it. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray and enjoy extra keen, fresh flavor at breakfast every morning. And now to continue our story. Lenore Case had sent a query to England. It was nearly 11 o'clock when the reply with information concerning Colonel Burley was delivered to her at the Daily Sentinel. She read it, and her eyes went wide in surprise. Oh, golly. She put the message into an envelope, sealed it, and called for a copy boy. Hey, Miss Case, aren't you working overtime? Skip that. Listen, Joe, do you have a car? Yeah, sure thing. Oh, good. I want you to take this envelope to Mr. Reed. It's very important, Joe. Give it to him personally, and then come back here. I'll wait until I know if it's been delivered or not. Miss Case waited, and as the time passed, she became increasingly uneasy. Finally, she went into the city room. 
You still around, Miss Case? Ed, have you seen anything of Joe? Oh, he left here nearly an hour ago. You sent him out, didn't you? I sent him to Mr. Reed's apartment. He should have been back half an hour ago. Yeah, maybe his car broke down. Why don't you call the apartment and see if he got there? I think I shall. Uh, here, use my phone. I've got an outside line. I'll dial the number for you. Thanks. Isn't the boss going to the Civic Club tonight? Oh, of course. It's nearly midnight. Well, you'll have to stay until the party's over, so he planned on going late. Hello, this is the office calling. Is Mr. Reed there? No? I'll talk to Cato. Uh, just a minute. Now, here you are, Casey. Hello, Cato. Miss Case. Oh, yes, Miss Case. Uh, has Mr. Reed left for the party? Oh, yes. He left to go into country to call for Colonel Burley. Cato, I sent a very important envelope to him. Do you know whether or not he received it? Well, the boy comes some time ago, soon after Mr. Brick leave house. He say envelope to be delivered personal. He go to deliver it at Colonel's home. Oh, gosh. What's the matter, Casey? Cato, I'd better talk to you about this. I'll be right over. Ed, have someone get me a cab, will you? Right. I'll be ready as soon as I get my coat. Britt Reed had been at the suburban estate of Colonel Burley for less than ten minutes when he was summoned to the door and handed an envelope. Miss Case said I should give it to you personally, Mr. Reed. I see. Needn't have bothered Mr. Reed. Might have handed it to my man. I got my orders. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. Sorry you had to drive way out here. Oh, that's okay. I hope you have a good time at the party, Mr. Reed. Thanks. So long. Goodbye, Joe. And um, you excuse me while I see what this is? Cable from England. Replying query about Colonel Burley. Beg to advise Colonel died in India. August 1946. As brother, similar in appearance. Discredited after forgery attempt in London. Believed in the United States for past ten years. Further details in later message. Burley. <laughs> oh, impolite to read over your shoulder. Oh, you're not Colonel Burley. I'm his brother. Disinherited and cut off some years ago. Nasty mess, that. I suppose, Burley, you, you know what this means. Too bad you secured that information, Reed. I shall have to take steps. Burley, put that gun down. Duke! I heard it, boss. I was just beyond the door. Duke serves as a bodyguard. The rest of the boys have already gone to the Civic Club. The rest of the boys? You may as well know it, Reed. They're waiting for me to come and give them the signal. Signal? Oh, I get it. The robberies. You were at the Depeister Ball when their jewels were stolen. You were out on the island during that house party that was robbed. <laughs> oh, yes. And I shall be at the Civic Club tonight. You're one of the gang the police have been looking for. Reed, at the stroke of three, I'll meet the rest of the gang in a small lounge at the club. <laughs> the lounge where you and I met for the first time. There we shall change into different costumes. I plan to appear as the Green Hornet. Ah, <laughs> oh, too bad you won't be there to see it. Hey, boss, you're telling him all our plans. It doesn't matter, Duke. This is our last job around here. After tonight, we'll move to a new location and take our proceeds with us. Will I use the gun on Reed? No. But he knows everything. Yes, and so will others in his office, and so will the police. We've got to clear out while we have the chance. And I don't want a murder charge against me. Just chloroform him, and we'll leave him here. Oh, no, you don't. Look out. Grab him. <coughs> Strong as an ox. Get him, Duke. Hit him with your gun. Oh, fix him. Uh, yeah, that got him. The phone. Watch him while I answer it. And we'll chloroform him to be sure he stays unconscious. 
Colonel Burley speaking. I'd like to speak to Mr. Reed. Is he there? Mr. Reed? He's out cold. I, uh, I'm sorry. He's not here. I'll fix this phone so there'll be no more calls. So Reed can't use it if perchance he does get free. <laughs> Lenore Case had telephoned from Britt's apartment. She waited a few moments, then called again while Cato stood by. Out of order? Thank you. Cato, I'm going to call the office. Perhaps I can talk to Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe, thanks. Joe said he left Early's home just a few minutes after 12. Cato, that was just before I called and talked to Colonel Burley. The Colonel say he's not there. Cato, something's wrong, I'm sure of it. So perhaps I called police? Well, I, I'm not that sure, but... Cato, I, let's go there. The home of the Colonel? Yes, as quickly as possible. Take the fastest car up. Oh, wait. Take the Black Beauty. Queen Hornet car? Yes. But Miss Case, perhaps Mr. Britt be angry. I'll take the responsibility. Come on, Cato. Britt Reed regained consciousness in the library of the Burley home. He was surprised to find Cato and Lenore Case bending over him anxiously. Oh, gosh, Mr. Reed. What happened? Where am I? You're in Burley's home. When Cato saw your car, he forced his way in and found you here, unconscious. I remember. The room was fairly reeking of chloroform. Well, not only that, but you were tied. I use special medicine, Mr. Britt. Special medicine? The same stuff you use when you want to counteract the effect of the gas from the Hornet's weapon. Burley, the Civic Club. Miss Case, what time is it? It's after 2.30 in the morning. The police commissioner. I've got to call the Civic Club. You can't, Mr. Reed. The telephone's out of order. It's been pulled from the wall. That's why we came here. Burley lied about you being here. Save and then... the explanations. Cato, what car did you bring? Oh, Mr. Britt, Miss Case, she said, well, that is, perhaps you'll be angry. Answer me. I bring Black Beauty. You were inspired. I've got to get to the Civic Club before three o'clock. Seconds count. For your mask, weapon, and coat in Black Beauty. I never wanted that disguise more than now. But, Mr. Reed... You two follow in the convertible. You'll find the Black Beauty in the alley next to the Civic Club. Park there. I'll see you later. Britt dashed from the house, leaped into the car of the Green Hornet. An instant later, the throttle was opened wide as the Black Beauty pointed toward the city. The Civic Club party was a huge success. The cashier's money drawer was fairly bulging. As the hour of three approached... A man wearing a mask and wrap like that of the Green Hornet noticed several of the guests move toward a small private lounge. Then he turned and spoke to the police commissioner. I wonder how Britt Reed is feeling. You said he expected to join us later, Colonel. Yes, I've telephoned my home and had no answer. He may be on the way. <laughs> I hope so. I'd like to have him see me in this costume of the Green Hornet. <laughs> He'd uh, probably get a kick out of it. <laughs> Uh, I think I'll go to the lounge and relax for a few minutes. See you later, Commissioner. Right. By golly, Commissioner, this sure is a party. Yes, I could, it sure is. <laughs> Every time I see that guy with the harness costume, I feel like I should be collaring him. <laughs> By golly, you know, it's a slick get-up, even to the black hat. <laughs> the black hat? Burley's wearing a green hat. Huh? Green? Well, by golly, look over there at the door. Tell me if that's black or green. Huh? 
Why, I thought the Don't Colonel... Don't anyone move. Hey, is this a gag? I'm taking over. It's a robbery. Oh, give me that tag. Expert. Suffering snakes, it is a stick-up. Hey! Before the startled spectators could recover from their surprise, the Green Hornet had seized a tin cash box from behind the cashier's wicket, gasped the cashier, and raced across the floor. Get him! Stop him! He threw his weight against the door to a small private parlor. Hey, what is this? You, the Hornet. Hey, it's the real Hornet. They're after me. Take the cash. Wait, get him! Stop him! Hey, won't you? Try it! Leaving the cash box in the parlor with Burley and his henchmen, Britt Reed went through a window and hit the ground running. Cato and Lenore saw him stripping off his coat as he approached them while they waited in his convertible. I think we've done it. Here, Cato, take this coat. Lenore, take the hat and gun. Get into the black beauty and get away. Oh, but Mr. No Reed, No time what? for questions. Let's get out of here. Take the car home and I'll join you later. Where you go, Mr. Briggs? Back inside to make sure the Burley gang has been trapped. Axford. Looks as if something happened here. Oh, Reed, you're just too late for the excitement. Suffering snakes. Colonel Burley's a phony. You're telling me. He tried to keep me away from here tonight. What? Rich, what did you just say? Oh, hello, Commissioner Higgins. Wait until I tell you about Burley. A cable from England came to the office. Miss Case sent it to me while I was at Burley's house. It exposed him as a fraud. He had me chloroform. Why, that... You know, of course, what happened here. He don't know, Commissioner. He just got here. Reed, Burley stole the cash box while posing as the Green Hornet. Now, me and the rest of the boys were hot after him when he ducked into a private parlor where his gang was waiting. We got him before they had a chance to use their guns. And found the loot of several robberies in a handbag Burley had checked. You have them all? Yeah. <laughs> Burley's trying to say it was the real green harness that took the cash box and went out a window from the parlor. <laughs> I don't know why he tried to tell a story like that. <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter anyway. We have him cold for the other crimes. The expert. And you better call the sentinel. Holy crow. I almost forgot I'm supposed to be a reporter. Uh, Britt, that other Green Hornet. Yes, Commissioner. <laughs> you win, Britt. Huh? Burley certainly had me fooled. And me, until that cable from England. And to think I wanted to tell him... <laughs> but I guess he's learned all he wants to know about the Green Hornet. <laughs> whether you're a husky farmer or a city slicker, you've never seen a slicker city than the model city that comes on the Betty Crocker cereal train. It has all kinds of buildings, houses, and stores that you can cut out and build. Besides the buildings, you also get cutouts of autos, fences, garages, and a lot more things. Just on one avenue in the model city, there's a big service station, an ice cream store, a bank, and a hotel. All this plus different style houses. Easy to build, too. There's no pasting or gluing needed, and many slots are pre-cut. Best of all, different houses and stores come on different Betty Crocker cereal trays. Just ask your grocer for the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the handy cereal package with all three of your breakfast favorites, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks. Get yours now. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by the Betty Crocker cereal tray. 
the cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kick. Look at him take that high jump. Six feet, 11 inches. What an athlete. He's feeling has Cheerios. Yes, Cheerios, the ready-to-eat breakfast cereal made from good old-fashioned oats. The kind of nourishment you need for zooming energy. You know, Cheerios provide full-grain amounts of all the known important vitamins and minerals of oats. And Cheerios is so delicious. Everyone goes for that fresh toasted oat flavor. Try it. Cheerios, the only oat cereal shaped like crispy little donuts. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. These are George W. Trendle productions directed by Charles D. Livingstone. The story was written by Fran Stryker and the part of The Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. Tomorrow night at the same time over most of these same stations, the great stallion Silver and the masked rider of the plains meet another thrilling adventure when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.